Okay, we are in Daf Kuftet Amud Aleph. We are up to. We talked about what happened on Shabbos of Thomas. Today we're talking about what happened on Tisha B'Av. Here we go. Second line. So we said in the Mishnah that on Tisha B'Av, one of the things that was uh, happened is that we had a decree in the desert that the people will not enter the land of Israel after the sin of the Meraglim. Minalim. From when we know this, as it says, here we'll do a little calculation here. Uh, and a little Mishkan. So it says it was the first month in the second year. On the first of the month, this is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the Mishkan was erected. And it was stated, In the first year, Moshe made the Mishkan. In the second year, meaning the very beginning of the second year, he came Moshe to Mishkan. He uh, erected the Mishkan. And then he sent Meraglim. Okay, so talking about Nisan is when he built the Mishkan, and it's Yisrael And it says, It was the second month in the second year, this is ER now, on the 20th of ER, the, the cloud went up from the Mishkan. And they traveled three days. Okay? Now, that's the day where they rebelled. What does it mean? But this is the famous Kivrota Taba. They had a desire for the meat, right? And that's what happened at that point. And it says one of the things in that Pasuk was that Hashem said, You're going to get the Slav, but it's not going to be for a day or two. It'll be of a, month of, a month of this meat. It's going to come out of your va- come out of your nose, right? That's what he was saying. So if you do the Math, so it ends up being that it would be the 22nd of Sivan at that point, by the time that month is over. Okay, because you said again, we were in the 20th of ER, three days, and then another month. And then we said that now Miriam uh, sinned, and she was put aside for seven days, or the Tzarat. So that ends up being the 29th of Sivan. And then it says, And at that point, Hashem says, Okay, send the spies. Betanya, and we've learned in the Brayta, Pesrim Tijab Sivan, Shalach Moshe Meraglim. So it said exactly that. That the twenty ninth of Sivan, Moshe said the Meraglim. Uchdim. It says it's written by Ashuvi Mitur Haaris Bikates Arbaim Yom, and they came back after forty days. Okay, so it's going twenty ninth of Sivan, forty days. We're just about at. If you think right, Sivan Tamuz and they were at Av. Now the Gemara says, well, not exactly. Hani Arbaim Yom Nachi Chad Avu. But the truth is, if you do the math, in the 29th of Sivan, 40 days, you're going to end up at the 8th of, the 8th of, uh, of, uh, um, Av. So Amar Abaye, Abaye says, well, not so fast. Tamuz, Ahishata, Maluye, Malyua. That even though you would normally assume that Sivan, let's say, would be a 30 day month and Tamuz would be a 29 day month, that year they made Tamuz a full month. Okay, um, as it's written, Kara Elai Moed Bachurai. That the puzzle doesn't echa that like he he called to me the time to break my young my my bachurim. Meaning that sort of like it was predicted in echa. We saying like echa is afterwards, obviously, but echa is saying like it was basically like predetermined that this was going to happen. And it said, uh, sorry, wait, I'll skip that for a second. Um, so the idea is that that the idea is that that uh, moed was set in advance. So if it ends up being on Tisha B'av, uh, we sort of set that that should be the exact date um, when that should happen. Okay. Again, I think the idea here is that we're talking about the timing <coughs> of the Chetam uh, Meraglim, 
but, we're, but the Pasuk and Eicha sort of helping us to sense that like all these bad things are going to happen around the same time and not just uh, that uh, that uh, sin but all, also the uh, the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash anyway so we get that okay then it says uh, then the, then the famous line that says here they all raised their voices and cried that night Amar Rabba Amar Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi says, "Name Rabbi Yochanan Tisha Ba'av Hayad." That was Tisha Ba'av that night. Amar Lamakadosh Baruch Hu. Here's a famous line. God said to them, "Atem b'chitem b'chiyashel chinam." You cried a cry over nothing, meaning over concern that you're not going to be able to be successful conquering the land. Vani kovei alachem b'chiyaludo rotz. I'll establish uh, a real reason to cry for all generations. Okay. So that's the idea that uh, that night of the Chetam uh, was the night of now. Charav habay barishona. How about the idea that the first bet was destroyed? Dichtiv says the vachodesh ramishi says in melachim, and then the fifth month bishiva lachodesh on the seventh day. Okay, so the fifth month is av. Okay, seventh day, so seventh of av. He shnat shasrei shana lo melach nebuchadnezzar melach babel banabu daradan rab tabachim eve melach babel yushalayim veisrove beidesh and the gomer. Right, so it's the ninth year of nebuchadnezzar. You have nebuchadnezzar who is he is rab tabachim. Rab tabachim means the head of the captains, and he got one of the word tabach, modern Hebrew is a butcher. I don't know, like a, I guess a general in that sense, kind of like butcher's people. Anyhow, so that he came and he, bur- he burned the house, uh, he burned the house of Hashem. Even it's written also about Chodesh Ramishi, be asor la Chodesh, he shnat shas reshan al melech nebuchadnezzar, melech babel, banabuza dar, rata bechim, amalit ne melech babel, bishad the gomer. So it's a very similar pasuk in your meow. So if a pasuk melech bet, pasuk be meow, parallel pasukim, one has the time as the seventh of Av, one has it as the tenth of Av. Vitanyam, you learn the bright dot. He have Sharlomar bishiva, Sharikar and Amar beasor. You can't say it was a seventh, because the pasuk says it was a tenth. And on the flip side, we have Sharlomar beasor, Sharikar and Amar bishiva. You can't say it was a tenth, because the other pasuk says. So it's a seventh. So how can you going to resolve this seeming contradiction in the Pesukim? On the seventh, the non-Jews entered the Beit Mikdash. They ate and they defiled the Mikdash. Uh, uh, right, so the seventh, eighth, and the ninth. And then, on the ninth, then they lit it on fire. Okay, so we have this Mesorah that they were sort of like, you know, like running wild, wild in the Beit Midash for a couple of days, like partying, whatever, defiling Beit Midash. And finally, by the ninth, they lit it on fire. And it was lit and burning the whole day, I mean, the whole day of the tenth. Shnei Mar just says in the Pasuk, also in Yermiel, that woe to us for the day is the past, that the, uh, the shadows of the day are stretched. And this Rabbi Yochanan says, and he says, Amale Hayiti Ba'oto Hador, if I were in that generation, I would actually have established the uh, the day of mourning to be on the tenth of Av, not the ninth of Av, because most of the Hechal, most of the Beit Midash, burned on that day. And in fact, we have a remnant of that. Right? We know that the Nihuge Avelut for Tisha B'Av don't just apply to Tisha B'Av. They extend into the tenth of Av, at least in Dochatot. Okay, so we have that. So Gemara says, okay, but Rabbanan, what will Rabbanan do with that fact that like it seems to be that it burned even on the tenth of Av? Atchal to the Buranuta Adipa. So they say, no, what's, prefer, what's preferred in the sense of like to commemorate, you don't commemorate the end, you commemorate the beginning of the Purdue, the beginning of the punishment, which is when the Beit Minesh was in fact lit on fire. That's the, when the terrible element happened, and that's why we commemorate on the 9th of Av. Okay, so again, it's interesting to note that's not in the Tukim this way, it's the 7th or the 10th, and we have this you know, understanding of how to, um, to uh, match those two Tukim together.
Okay, to synthesize it. Ubishni Yaminala, from whom we know that the second Beit Midrash also the same thing. Tetanya is the right to digit us. Megagal is the chut, the Yom Zakai, the Chobal, the Yom Chayaz. We have a principle, essentially, which tells us we don't really have a historical uh, reality and record that we know for sure is Tisha B'Av. Well, I guess we know it's around the same time. And we have this principle, Megagal is the chut, the Yom Zakai. We sort of like put like merits on a good day and we put, you know, bad things on a bad day. We just sort of assume that these things sort of like go together. Like, you know, that's what we, we see things. You know, oh, this is a good day in our history. This is a bad day in our history. And that's what we sort of, you know, think about things. And that's what we assume. Okay? So it's interesting as well. Okay? <laughs> no, it's not proof. Right, exactly. It's not proof. It's just sort of like, uh, this is where our Masora comes. We see the Gemara is not really shy about saying this is our Masora. So here it's a Masora with a reason. So that gets us sort of that idea. Um, Okay. Now, Amru, they said, So when the first Beit Midrash was uh, destroyed, so that day, and then one second here, it says here, was Tisha B'Av, and it was also Motzei Shabbat. And it was the end of the Shemitah year. It was the Shemitah of Yehoyariv. The Levim were singing the song on their platform. He was one of those families that uh, we had before, like uh, that has the Mishmeret in the Midrash. In That's okay. And what is the Shira that uh, they said? They read the Tehillim, Perak Talit Dalit, that uh, he sort of like, placed their sin upon them, and he was going to strike them due to their wicked ways. And he didn't get to the next part of the puzzle where it says, that Hashem will strike them down. Until that exact moment, the Nachrim you know, burst in and, uh, and, and you know, conquered them. Uh, okay. And similarly on the second one. And you know, this, this image is an interesting image. Um, this image is sort of like, I don't know what to say exactly, like it's like, into the, like, it's like as if it happened like so suddenly. Which is interesting. It doesn't really jive. The, the first image we have is that there was like on the seventh they came in and then they extended thing. This second, this is like a little bit of a different version almost. It feels like of the story that was like they were just doing their thing, you know, like saying the shira and the mikdash, like singing, like it's beautiful. And all of a sudden this horrible thing happened. So it's another way of thinking about how the uh, how the chorban came about. And the you know, uh, same thing in the shnia. Okay. Now nilka da beitar. How about the idea that beitar was taken captive? Uh, Gemara. Okay, so it's also a misover we have. The city was plowed over. Tanya, we taught in the bright as follows. When the evil Tornus Rufus um, destroyed the Mikdash, there was a decree to kill Rabban Gamliel. Now, this is obviously in the time of the second Beit Mikdash. A certain Adon, a certain uh, officer came, stood and came to the Beit Midrash. The man with the nose is sought. The man with the nose is sought. And that's a weird uh, way to say things. I don't think it means, although it kind of sounds that way, like, oh, Jews have big noses, because obviously they all have noses. And that seems to say, like, the one who sticks out, just like a nose like, sticks out from the face, he means to say, like, the one who's, like, uh, sticks out from the crowd here, meaning the Rebbe Gamliel, right, the Nasi, he is being sought by the by the government, okay? Which, I guess, if he got the hint, the hint is someone's out to get you. 
went and he went and hid from them. So this officer went and found him privately. It says, It's a trope that comes up in these stories sometimes. It says, If I save you, will you bring me to Olam Haba? But you have these stories a couple times, right? Where like the, the foreign officer is asking for Olam Haba if he saves or whatever. So Amr Lehain, he says, Yes, he'll be saved. Amr Lehishtabili, he says, Swear to me. Ishtabili, swear to him. Right? So, Salik Igra Nafilumit. Now, this is a very strange phrase. It says that the officer went up to the roof, fell down, and died. Now, whenever you see, whenever you see those situations where someone goes up to the roof, falls, and dies, and they didn't fall. They jumped. Okay? That's usually what it means. Okay? Now, why did he do that? Ugmiri, because we have this uh, understanding. That when they, the foreign government, the authorities, would make a decree, and one of their own would die, now, I don't know because they were superstitious, whatever that is, but one of their own would die, they would nullify the decree. So that's what this officer is doing in this story, is he's basically committing suicide to allow Ram Gamil to go free. So this heavenly voice comes out and says that this uh, officer is invited into Olam Haba. Okay, interesting story. Tana Rabbanan, another story from the Brighton, Mishacharafa Bible, Shanandit Kapsuki, Toki Toshal Pirhekuna. When the Mikdash was destroyed, all these groups of young Kohanim got together. That they had the keys of the Heichal in their hands. Right, so we're to think of like the keys, right? They had the doors, so they had keys. They went up to the roof of the Mikdash. They said to Hashem, Since we were not uh, uh, merited to be trustworthy, uh, literally, Gizbar is a treasurer, like, you know, it means like wardens of this Mikdash. Let these keys be passed over to you. You can watch over it. Right? Well, it's like the blade, right? It's already being destroyed. They threw the keys into the heaven. There's a famous image in the, in the Midrash. And they sort of like a hand came out and, and caught the uh, the keys. The heim kapsu v'naflu l'tocha or and they jumped off and fell into the fire. Ba'lehen konein Yeshayahu Hanavi. So about them Yeshayahu Hanavi uh, lamented. I just have to have the translation here. Okay, uh, one second, I'll find it here. Uh, here we go. Um, so it says as follows. Um, the burden of the valley of vision. Okay, Masa is a burden. The valley of vision. A gay is a, is a valley. Okay, what ails you now that you've all gone up to the roofs? So that's the idea. He says that they're going up to the roofs. That's where the Midrash is getting this idea. They've already gone up to the roof. You that were full of uproar, a tumultuous city, a joyous town, your slain are not slain with the sword nor dead in battle. And again, like he said, give this image that they died, but not in the way that normally would happen in the battle. And the Gemara Gazan says, Afa Kadosh Nemar, Banashem also says, Mikarker Kir, Vishua Lahar. That a, uh, it says as follows, a shouting over walls and a cry to the mountain. And the idea, I guess, is that Hashem also is like shouting, like being upset about the idea of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, we'll stop here and we'll continue with Hashem on uh, Sunday.